Well, I am so pleased to invite to our program and podcast here someone I've known for a number of years, and uh, she goes by a different name. We're going to start with her TV personality name, which is Miranda, and uh, anyhow, welcome to uh, our little podcast, Miranda. Thank you so much for having me, Randy. It's good to see you and to be a part of this. I appreciate that. Let me just tell you a bit more about her. She's got an amazing background and is what she has been doing and is doing. She is the WOTV4 Women, Kids, and Family Expert. Uh, hey, uh, she daily hosts a segment, quote, Where You Live, which features a combination of information, inspiration, and insights for West Michigan parents. It's taped right here in West Michigan. It's about real family life. She really loves doing that. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. She joined uh, Wood TV8, WOTV4, and WXSP-TV in January of 2001 as the Children and Family Services Manager, but has served the community as an advocate for kids and families for more than 25 years. You must have started when you were about five years old, uh, Miranda. And actually, I haven't updated that in a while, so uh, uh, okay. more than 25. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you oversee the development of station projects on air, online, and in our community that target kids and families. Obviously, kids and families, big part of your interest. But besides on air and online, she also uh, is on the radio, and she's the co-author of Miranda's Guide to Family Fun in West Michigan, a book for parents and children. And then on the radio, Star 105.7 and Daybreak on Wood TV 8. Um she serves on a number of advisory boards in our community, including John Ball Zoological Society Board of Directors, the Cornerstone University Board of Trustees, Wedgwood Christian Services Board of Directors, and others. In fact, we work together on the Children's Bible Hour Board, CBH Ministries Board years ago as well. That was fun. Yep. A few awards you've received. You've been the recipient of three Gracie Allen Awards, a Lifetime Achievement Award from the American Women in Radio and Television, West Michigan Chapter, an Emmy nomination, whoa, the Hope College Distinguished Alumni Award, a 2011 YWCA Tribute Award, and a 2014 Van Andel Institute Angel of Excellence Award, and finally, 2019 Education Advisory Award from the Kent Intermediate Association of School Boards. Whoa! You've been a busy woman. And, I have been. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Uh, and again, you're known in the community as a you know TV personality as Miranda, but I've known you with your other name of Lori Cook. And uh, so, so glad you're with us, Miranda. I'll call you Miranda on the program. You call me whatever, Randy. It's oh, all yeah, good. I know. I know. But anyhow. <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, really been been enjoyable to know you, and I so appreciate the opportunity to to talk to you. We don't often get to talk to people that are involved in media. How'd you get into it in the first place? Where that has uh, that been a lifelong dream, or did that just uh, come happen? No, I actually <laughs> um, went to school for theater. I studied uh, with the Royal Shakespearean Theater at Cambridge University. And I honestly felt that I would be a Shakespearean actress. Uh, no that kidding. Was Can you oh, speak with sure. a British accent also, Laurie? You... To be or not to be, that is the question. Oh, of course, of course, of course. So, you know, I loved Shakespeare. I loved live theater. And I thought that was my calling. Um, but, you know, God has different plans. Yeah. And while I was 
in England studying, um, involved with the University of London and with Cambridge, really um, started dabbling with TV. And I remember my friends from University of London having me over to help them with a commercial. And while we were taping, I'm like, wait, I messed up. I'm sorry. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. You get to do it again. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, TV, you could double take. And I'm like, okay. So I, I started playing with it a little bit. And, you know, um, God has just led me into it. It wasn't anything I was looking for by any means. Uh, it started in radio and evolved into television and then a lot of digital. Hmm. And it's just been a journey. And I'm I'm in my 20, no, I'm sorry, 38 or 39th year. And wow. I just can so see God's hand just holding me where I'm at because as you know, I mean, media is uh, very competitive. It is definitely a changing and evolving yes, yes. landscape. And that I'm still doing what I'm doing is a miracle by the uh -huh. grace of God. What you talk about God leading you, did did you have a, how did your faith journey start? When did it start and how did that start? It started when I was a, a little kid and I was super blessed to be born into a Christian family. Mm -hmm. um, at the age of seven, I chose to follow follow Christ, gave my life to him. And he has protected me. He mm -hmm. has walked with me. He has brought me the ultimate life companion. My husband, Ron, is mm -hmm. my soulmate. Um, mm -hmm. Seriously, my rock. Um, he's blessed us with two great kids. And his hand has just been upon me. And I just, I feel so fortunate um, mm -hmm. because, you know, it's, it's, hard to mix your faith journey with your career, no matter what you're in. But if you are a busy working parent and you're in a high stress position, um, you know what I'm talking about. It, yeah. It's not an easy path, but somehow you have the strength to press through. And it's been so good. Uh, that, that is so wonderful. So you've been in for many, many decades, actually. What, do you, what do you most enjoy about what you do? Mm, I love meeting people. Um, you know, the power of the medium of television makes everybody feel like they're your best friend because they allow me into their life every single day. And I, I sit with them in their living room or sure. in their kitchen and we're always together. And so that really breaks down a lot of barriers. So when I meet people, we can get right into it. And I love that. Um, <laughs> it brings me great joy to be able to see someone in a restaurant. They ask a question. I can chat with them. I can end up sitting down with them. We can do some selfies. We can talk. And it's it's a relationship. Um, and that's the truly the best part of the job. Oh, that's great. Well, we know there's been you know change in so many parts of our culture, certainly the media area. I remember not too many years ago, everybody got a daily newspaper put on their front porch. And, and uh, I remember way back when there were two TV stations to watch and then it became three. And now there's how many gazillion what's what's happening with with live tv broadcast it, it's got to be impacting you know what you do in some way Where, where's all this heading and how does that impact you it's heading right here it's heading to our phones okay. um yeah we are glued, we're glued to our phones we live in a digital world um yeah. so i can always remember i had a general manager who was way ahead of her time and i can remember her saying um in her heart she truly believed that Five years from when she was talking, we would all be moving to more of a digital platform and broadcast be secondary. And we all were like, that'll never happen. And then I remembered, 
when I worked, I've, I've worked for a, for a local newspaper for 20 years. And I can remember when people would say, there'll be a day when people won't read the newspaper. And we all were like, no. <laughs> and I just think that's the beauty of our business. It's ever changing, ever evolving, because people are consuming information differently. Yeah. So the the one consistent thing is, is that content remains important. So okay. we more than ever, people are looking for content. We're looking for content creators. We're looking for <laughs> credible content um, and content. I'm I'm lucky. I'm looking for content that hopefully inspires and empowers people and just encourages them. Oh, that's so good. That is great. Well, as, as things have changed and certainly culturally they have changed, you know, we used to consider ourselves a somewhat Christian nation it would be hard to make that argument at this point in time with, you know, views of marriage and gender and uh, just so many things that are just, you know, defund the police. And so when did we ever think that would come out of nowhere? But how is it as a person of faith, as a Christian, a, a follower of Christ, how is it working in this environment that is kind of a, at a vortex itself as far as media is what's produced, what's what you can watch legally on TV and in movies. And so how is it, how is, how is it being a Christian in the, the, the area of media such as you're in? Um, I get asked that a lot. And really, from my perspective, um, some things never change. So, you know what? 30 years ago, we were faced with other obstacles. Mm. Uh, it was just as challenging Um maybe from a morality standpoint, now more of a, you might get canceled standpoint, but you yeah. live in, in the public eye, there is always that. But I do also believe that truth always wins Amen. and winning might look different as we pass through the years, but truth always wins. So I can sit and wring my hands about where we are as a culture, uh, what our <laughs> views are on things that I hold dear and how I see the, the world drift mm -hmm. but you know what god hasn't drifted i haven't if i cling to him i don't drift so i remain who i am because of him That's um good. so everything's moving around and things are shifting around me and people continue to raise loud voices and scream their opinions and their agendas and i just stay the course yeah. um and i feel like over the years uh People know who I am. They know what I'm about. Sure. Um, there are there are things I'm I don't bend to, and that may be the very thing that has me removed from the media. And it could I'm happen. It could happen. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I'm super aware of that. Um, but you know what? I feel like uh, we're all called to stand in places that are are yes. sometimes dark, sometimes different from what we believe, mm -hmm. but we always stand in truth and love. And if you go down for that, that's a reason to go down. That's yeah, a proud moment. That is, that is. And it says, you know, blessed are you when you're persecuted for yes. righteousness. Say, great is your reward in heaven. Yep. So, in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were, for not that you look for it, not that you put a sign on your back, please, you know, kick me or hate me or whatever, but you stand for the truth in love. You speak the truth in love. Yep. And if that's not acceptable to those who are hiring us, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that's kind of how I feel. I mean, you know, if, if I'm going to be let go because of my commitment to families mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. or my belief that children um, deserve to be protected, yes. um, that's okay. Let me go. 
because I can't wait to tell that story. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's kind of just where I'm at. And it's, it is one of those things. And I think we get a lot of people get freaked out by it. And trust me, if I let myself think about it, I get freaked out about it. But then I remember, wait a minute, I didn't make all this happen. I'm not where I am because I was something special. I'm where I am because that's where he has put me. And you know, when it's time to be removed, released, whatever, it's his timing. Um, I just have to press on. I have to remain faithful and obedient. That's so good. Well, you know, I'm in a ministry along with a bunch of other people uh, in, in the area of seeking revival, spiritual awakening, and revival of the church leading to spiritual awakening. We're seeing some really encouraging sights along the way, by the way, with this Gen Z group. We just had a meeting, I guess it was yesterday, day before, where we we're, we're hearing some very encouraging things. Um, there's coming, there's something coming to town September 2. It's called The Send. It's going to be at the Van Andel Arena, and it's about revival, spiritual awakening, and it's, it's uh, we're looking forward to that. But, uh, you know, I don't know if you were around in the 60s, early 70s, but uh, those of us that were around, I was in college during those days. That was a turbulent time with the Vietnam protests and so on. But we also then experienced this this uh, Jesus revolution. You know, there's a movie that came out recently along those lines that a revival came. It wasn't huge, but it was still significant. And there's reason to believe that within the next year, we might see another mighty move of God locally and then across the country, maybe across the world. I don't know if you see any sights of that or signs of that yourself in, in your uh, interactions with others. Well, I work a lot with young people, um, and I think that our kids are smarter than we give them credit for, mm -hmm. and they they see unrest, they sense uneasiness, they sense the loss of way, mm -hmm. and I think in they long for hope. They long for uh, a place where they belong and they feel heard, mm -hmm. and man, isn't that what, what God offers? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think- it just requires some of us to step up and maybe be a little more bold than we have been in the past um, yeah. because kids are looking, kids are looking for truth. They seek it. They can smell anything fake. Yep. And, and if we boldly stand for truth, I, I think people will, will notice and will want to be a part of it because yeah. in the end, I mean, that's the only thing that's going to bring, I mean, we have a mental health tsunami. We've been talking about that since COVID and sure. It's insane. And the only way that we are going to truly change that is by by reminding people who they really belong to. That's good. And I think we've got to do the job. Yeah. We, I should connect you uh, maybe subsequent to, to our interview here with some of these folks that we came across just, just a few months ago. It's called everyheartmovement.org. Mm. Uh, but, but they're... They are on fire. I mean, these are Gen Z, 20-year-olds, basically. And I mean, they are in love with Jesus Christ and can't wait to share it with everyone. And they get to gather hundreds of them in, in our area, believe it or not. And now this summer, they're sending 70 of them across the country to share the gospel. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, I would love to meet them. Oh, you you will. It, it just, I mean, I... I have, uh, I've been alive a lot longer than they've been, you know, Christian, but uh, I'm telling you, they, they convict me in many ways just by their fervor for
for God. And and so something's happening. And they, they look at us. They say, look, you guys have been praying for revival. We are the answer to your prayers. And so based in Grand Rapids, I mean, they're spreading out across the country this summer. They've just returned many of them. And and uh, they, I'll put you in touch with some of them. It's really exciting. Oh, I love it. So you got into media because of God. Would you well, speak to younger people that are thinking about what career to, to get into? Should they consider getting into media like you're in? Would you would you encourage them if, if God should so prompt? Absolutely. Um, I always think, you know, people want to say, well, things are so bad. It's not what you should get into. Um, I run the internship program at Wood TV. And okay. I, I love seeing that young talent who um, wants to wants to get out there and change the world. Um, and I'm like, you have a very powerful voice. I also want to remind uh, young people in particular that you don't have to be um an influencer with, you know, 2.5 million followers. You don't have to be on TV. You don't have to be on the radio. You have to be true to what your calling is. So I never want to under undervalue the power of being a teacher, the power of being a healthcare provider. Get in there and be light because that's really what we need. Um, we need people to go into the careers that they have been created to go into, that they are passionate about, that they can bring commitment to, and then get in there and just be light. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that's what we're called to do. So if you if media is your gift, if you're creative and you like to, you know, mm-hmm. create things and work in a team and make something better than yourself that shares a story that that engages people media is your thing get in there we need more of you so please um you know don't ever rule it out Uh, i love that i love that well this has been fun chatting with you is there anything else you'd like to add to our to our friends that are watching and listening well i want to um i guess first of all encourage families encourage parents Mm -hmm. um it is these are dark days um difficult times. It's things we've never seen before, things we can't wrap our minds around. Um, And I I want to encourage parents that um, our kids are equipped in ways to move through this like we we can't even fathom. Mm. Um, So if you're in the middle of dark waters with your kids, I want you to know you are not alone. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that there are people that want to help and support you. But I also want you to just trust your kids to God. Um, if you've done, if we've done our work, if we've trained them up, um, I firmly believe they're going to be world changers in ways that we have no idea how to do. Um, and a lot of folks will say, well, my kid is, you know, all I, all they do is play video games all the time and I can't break through into that virtual world. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, you know what, the virtual world might be our future and that your kid has complete command and understanding of how to navigate a virtual world. I'll never understand. Uh Let's make him a warrior in the virtual world. How do you use those things to really ignite their mind? And I mean, you've got to teach the basics. We have to teach truth. We have to teach, um, God's way. Yes. But once, once we're done there, release them. God's that's, got them. That, that's God's profound. Them. Yeah. And prayer. Uh, oh. You mentioned giving them to God. To me, we've seen that with our kids is just persistent prayer. Luke 11, Luke 18, uh, both talk about uh, the need to be persistent in our prayer. I mean, I used to years ago, just, you know, I'd pray something and and maybe I'd do it once or twice. And if it didn't happen, I'd say, okay, God, you're smarter than I am. I get it. I get it. Um, that, 
my real attitude was, you know what? I really don't trust your goodness, God, and your faithfulness. If you look at Luke 11, it's the guy that goes to his neighbor at midnight because he needs some food because he's got some guests that just showed up and he doesn't have the food to give the guests. And he's knocking on that door of his neighbor at midnight. The neighbor says, get out of here. I'm busy. I'm sleeping. I'm trying to sleep. And he said, even though he's not his friend, because of his persistence, his shameless audacity, the guy's going to give up and give him the bread. And God says, I want you to pray with that kind of shameless audacity. And then Luke 11, of course, is the, is the persistent widow and the unrighteous judge. And, and God, at the end of that, just says, listen to what he says. Will not God give to his loved ones who cry out to him day and night? You say, God, why do you want? Because I want to know, says God, that you really believe me, that you really trust that I am good and that you're, you're not going to give up. When we've prayed for like some of our kids that have not been totally with the Lord as, as we would have loved them to be. Um, and I just, it's kind of like I, I can see myself almost grabbing God's face and say, God, you promised. Hmm. Isaiah 54, 13, all your sons will be taught by the Lord and great will be your children's peace, says that uh, Isaiah 54, 13. And when I give that to God, he loves it when we quote the scripture to him. He just, I could see the Lord smile. He says, you're getting it. Keep up praying. And I'd really encourage our people that, that are struggling with a loved one, a relative, a, a neighbor, whatever, keep praying, keep trusting God. So Absolutely. Well, Randy, and I just want to thank you, um, you know, having known you for years, knowing your kids. Uh, thank you for remaining faithful mm. and for being the the great role model, father, grandfather. Uh, I don't know if you've reached great. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, we do have, we do have a great kid. Yeah. We do have a great See, you're, kid. You're a lot older than me. So, you know, but just seriously. I am. Thank I'm you. a lot older than you. <laughs> thank you for just consistently uh, pressing on. God is pressing. so, it, all glory to God. How about closing yep. us in prayer? Would you? I would love it. Yep. Oh, dear God, thank you for this time. Thank you for remaining consistent and for mm. weaving us together for your good. Um, I just pray for Randy's ministry. I pray for your great awakening. Mm. Bring it, Lord, and help us be on our knees, ready to move where you call us to move. Amen. Uh, bless each of the people who listen today. Uh, bless their heart. Warm them with just that thought that you have them, that you've got them in your palm. You have never let them go. Remind them of your goodness, Lord. Thank you for all you've done for us. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Lori slash Miranda, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Randy. This has been great. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.